spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Common sense. It's not so common anymore. That's why we need Scott Inez more than ever. It's time for Inez Says. And away we go. Thanks so much for joining me here on the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. You can find the podcast pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and of course, right there on the front page of the WDBO app. And I invite you to join me every weekday morning for Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando. Be sure to stream us in the WDBO app. Well, always enjoy having WDBO talker Brian Kilmeade on the podcast. You can hear Brian every weekday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right after us on Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez. And on the docket for today with Brian, Donald Trump going into the CNN Lions Den next week. Is it too late for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to be announcing his bid for the presidency? But I start off today by tackling the latest from our chaotic southern border. Here's the chat. With Brian Kilmeade. What do you make of the Biden administration sending 1,500 troops to the southern border in preparation for Title 42 ending next week? Is this just uh, just window dressing once again by the White House there at the southern border? Brian, what do you think? It's a, you know, it shows acknowledgement how bad things are, are going to get, but they're not going to be doing much. They're going to be doing uh, paperwork, letting uh, Lone Star, Operation Lone Star in Texas and and uh, cops and sheriffs doing a lot of the work because the Border Patrol is overwhelmed. I guess it'll be a third tier, but they're going to be in camouflage, uh, working our own border for our own security. Uh, two years too late, and you need about five to 10,000. And also, we don't have a lot of guys. Uh, why are we fanning them out on the southern border? Because your policies have totally failed, and you can't ignore it anymore. Title 42 is about to go away. I did not know this. But using Title 42, which is emergency access, say, sorry, uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic. you got to turn around. Mm-hmm. Only 30 percent have been turned around. It should have been 90. <laughs> so still they're getting people in here. There's been 73,000 over the last 10 days just in Texas, 73,000. So it, it is impossible to to overstate how bad things are. How does Joe Biden, how does Alejandro Mayorkas, how do they get away with what they're getting away with doing at the southern border? I mean, nobody but Fox is there reporting on this, Brian. And now you have a Mayor Adams there in New York City suggesting that uh, Greg Abbott, the governor in Texas, is sending a fraction of these people to these sanctuary cities like New York because these cities have black mayors. He's out of his mind. No one buys that. He goes, why? Well, Philadelphia has a black mayor. Yeah, we have a black mayor, black mayor in Los Angeles in Chicago, and what do you have in common? You're all sanctuary cities. Yeah. And most city environments elect uh, 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 black mayors. It has nothing to do with it. Do you honestly think that that's going to have any resonance in this country, anywhere? And what bothers me is when racism is an issue, people are going to be deaf to it. Because they're like, really? Racism again? Yeah, because people make stuff up like this. 
do you think that if the Blasio was here, the Abbott would say, no, I'm not going to send illegals to them as if we got a ton of them? Look at the Democratic mayor of El Paso. He's personally sending them, sending buses. And the city of El Paso is to New York City. So white Democrats sending it to a black Democrat. Please tell me where the racial lines cross. Well, meantime, you have this 38-year-old Mexican national who allegedly murdered execution-style four members of a family last week. He was finally caught Tuesday night, about 75 minutes from where the shootings took place. Brian, this this guy had been deported, what, four times? This guy should be the poster child for Joe Biden's southern border. And uh, what they said is, yeah, we were trying to get rid of him in 2016, but we couldn't find him, so we stopped. I've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, we, we got a little tired. You know, we're just tired of looking for this guy. He was in a house. So he's basically in the neighborhood. Everyone knew him in the neighborhood. So he didn't get out of the country. He, uh, like a coward, uh, hid in a laundry room underneath laundry and got caught. I don't know many details of it in the San Jacinto area, uh, but at least, you know, obviously he's dangerous as gets. They say that, you know, people have speculated the fact that he was doing headshots, killing these people, shows he's very easy. Uh, he's used to killing. So this this guy might be a mass murderer. And... Uh, he might have done even more horrific things, if that's possible, over in Mexico. I wanted to ask you this morning about Donald Trump going on with CNN in a town hall slated for next week. I thought that was interesting, Brian. We all know how Trump has kind of gone off on CNN as fake news, and yet here he is in New Hampshire on CNN next week. Well, what do you make of that move by Trump? I know CNN has said it wants to get back to being CNN again, a trusted journalism source. Trump is going on there uh, with Caitlin Collins, I believe. What do you make of Trump's move? going on CNN next week? A couple of things. I, mean, I just I, I just feel as though they treat him like a subhuman. Everything he does mm-hmm. is just the most horrific thing you've ever heard. I can't believe what he said. I can't believe what he now puts on Truth Social. I can't believe that rally. Okay, we know there's some extreme behavior, but they never gave him a fair shot after he got the nomination. Prior to that, when he was battling for the nomination, they loved him. He was on five times a day. He's doing with Vivek Ramaswamy, who's doing now. He pioneered that. Oh, you want me? I'm on. But then they started treating him like a subhuman. Then when he wins, it was all about Russia. That was the only thing they cared about. Could not care less about the border. Didn't care less about building up defense. The Abraham Accords probably never even made their news roundup. So, uh, you know, what he did with uh, tax reform, uh, they would just change the subject when he had a victory. God meets with North Korean leader, controversial, certainly newsworthy, never discussed it. Don Jr. had a meeting in uh, uh, in Trump Tower with somebody that might have had links to Russia. Remember, every single time. And my hope is that they would just treat him fairly. I mean, he does enough things that are controversial. You want to get a guy on there or a woman on there to say it's controversial. Mm-hmm. But they never give him any credit. and I don't, And that gets people so angry. And then they just shut off. So I think for the country, I think it's good. Uh, I do. And it depends on how they treat him. If they start cutting him off, uh, just focusing on January 6th, if that's going to be the hour, it's going to be boring and it's never going to happen again. I think Caitlin Collins, who I know a little bit, I think she'll. I, I hope she'll do a fair job. I think for the country, but I don't program for seeing it. Yeah, you, you mentioned Vivek Ramaswamy. I got to tell you, man, the more I see of this guy, the more I absolutely love him. He's smart. He's quick, and he'll go into the lion's den, man. I mean, he's talking to Chuck Todd at NBC this past weekend. He's gone to other liberal outlets. I know you know him a little bit better than I do. What What are your impressions about this guy, and can he make a dent on the GOP side? 
mean, he's got a book out on on the problems with capitalism. He's, he's the ultimate capitalist, and he also has a book out on woke, you know, uh, how to beat woke, and that was out before he was thought about running for president. Mm-hmm. I did, I did more, the bulk of the interviews for a special. Mm-hmm. I think that they were so impressed here at Fox when this guy came out with this book. We did a special for an hour, and I hosted it. So I interviewed him. Uh, for a magazine format, mm-hmm. and got a chance to know him. I mean, he's brilliant. He's he's that type of guy that was the smartest one in our class. Mm-hmm. And instead of being arrogant and pompous, he got rich, and now he wants to give back. At 37, I think he's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And, he, and and basically, he, got, he grew up extremely poor, first-generation uh, Indian immigrants, and the, both two-parent working, him and his sister were home, and just grinded it out. His grades were so good, he got into an Ivy League, and then he just soared from there, but never bought into that Ivy League mentality that America sucks and that uh, the world's going to end if we don't get off fossil fuels. He was he thought he saw the error of that, and he brought up the whole you know the whole way in which most of the most of these big companies from Goldman Sachs on down are investing in these uh, ESG causes instead of trying to maximize profits for. People who are cops and firefighters and you have pension funds, they're going out there with their political agenda. He's one of the first to expose that. He's not going to get caught. Yeah. You know, you might find some in his background that makes him, you know, like they did with Mitt Romney. Oh, yeah. he buys companies and cuts them up. No, that's what his company's done. And they make him more valuable. And But you know how they made it seem like this, this rich white guy carved up companies and forced black people mm-hmm. to leave their jobs. And that's what Barack Obama had everyone think. Mm-hmm. And they'll probably go after him. But if you saw Don Lemon, Don mm-hmm. Lemon said, you have no right to talk about what it's like to be a minority in America, a black in America. is like, really? Am I not dark enough? <laughs> yeah. you know, it, and basically, he's got a good argument. Then when he says, really, there's only two genders. And Chuck Todd says, no, I think there's a spectrum. He goes, no, there's no spectrum. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. But you know, to hear someone, to hear an anchor and meet the press go, there's, there's a spectrum of genders. Right. It is upside-down world, but I couldn't be more impressed with Ramaswamy. Meanwhile, Ron DeSantis expected to announce his presidential bid later this month. The polls say DeSantis is being trounced right now on the GOP side by Donald Trump. He hasn't announced yet, but some folks are concerned that it may be a little too late here. Brian, what are your thoughts about that? I don't think it is. I don't. I mean, uh, I get, I'm get. i as bad as anybody. I get caught up in you know April. Oh, my God, it's coming. And then I look back in June, and I'll go, why was I reacting like that in April? So I just say, and then polls are polls. I mean, they show a trend, but they don't show a definitive outcome. So I, I would just say this. Let Ron DeSantis get in before he loses. Mm-hmm. I mean, people just want to say he lost already. I'm like, why? Yeah. I saw one ad out by a super PAC, and it's a 30-second spot. And at the end, they take a Ron DeSantis bumper sticker, and they put it over Trump 2016. I mean, Trump's been doing stuff like that to DeSantis for four months. So it's just beginning. So let him go out there, and you know I think that the danger is too much culture, not enough economy, uh, too much culture, not enough how we're going to bolster up our defense, and how you're going to handle China. I think he's got the answers, but if I'm him, I talk less Disney, uh, more more content. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I, I you know for you for everyone listening to us now, it's pro life. You love the six weeks uh, in Florida, and everyone's happy. But moderates aren't, and most and and liberals aren't, and anybody who's going to win has to have both those categories. Yeah. So, and people listen to me. You know, I was talking to Cardinal Dolan of all people, and he he says we have to communicate. You know, the merits of being pro-life. No one ever says anything because you know we got what we wanted, but we're not communicating it. That six weeks is not going to help him in the general. 
Thanks to Brian Kilmeade for coming on board the Inez Says Podcast today. That will do it for the podcast. Join me on the radio every single weekday morning, Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. here on WDBO. I'll see you next time. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.